Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's good, Kansas City? Chiefs Kingdom. Our team is 9-4 and and players only is back in the mix. Yes. Every Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m., I got my guy, Joe Mays, here. What's happening, everybody? How y'all doing? Hopefully, everybody's doing good. Hopefully, everybody's doing great. Yeah, Joe, you look all relaxed coming from the Leia Center. Yeah, you I'm get always into cryotherapy, relaxed. some some massages oh, yeah. down there. Oh, yeah, and plus, that's my home away from home, man. There that's my go. second home right there, so nice. I'm always re- relaxed when I go there. Are you relaxed more? Now, you are a former Denver Broncos, so are you relaxed more this week, or do you feel like you were less this week? Oh, no, I'm more this week. I mean, more? I'm super relaxed. I I don't think I have anything to worry about when it comes to the Broncos coming in town, and the Chiefs don't have anything to worry about either. Ooh, you're putting it out there like that, huh? I mean, it is not it just, anything it, to worry about. It is what it is. All right, hey. I mean, you know, of I'm, course. Hey, they, I'm down with you. You know, I'm yeah. your boy. That's all right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they don't have anything to worry about, man. I mean, you know, if they continue to play their game the way they're supposed to play, they got they got it taken care of. Yep. I mean, there's no need to sit there and worry about what the Broncos can do, True. what they've done the week before, because it doesn't necessarily apply to this upcoming game. Well, Joe, that's Joe Mays. I am Danon Hughes. Joe played eight years in the NFL. Yes. Darn near for every other <laughs> AFC West team. The Broncos, the Chiefs. And the, the Chargers. The Chargers. Yeah. That stint with the Jets and also the Texans and Eagles. So yeah, man. you're around, man, eight years, strong. And I'm Danon Hughes, former wide receiver with the Kansas City Chiefs, six years here, only here, and uh, still made my house here. So still made my home, raising five kids, all that good stuff. So yeah. we've been blessed, and I'm glad to be back on the air with Players Only for another week. Joe and I, we do not have an in-studio guest, but we have a couple of special guests that we will have calling in during the second segment. I'm looking... Really looking forward to to chatting with both of them. Uh, really, really special people, special family, uh, and this is a, a special week for them as well. So it's going to be fun to talk with them. So if for all the new listeners out there, players only, we are here every single week, and we just chop it up in studio about everything on the field, off the field. We got a new segment in the third quarter that we call Misconceptions where we talk about different things that the general fan uh, doesn't know or may think incorrectly about what goes on either in the business, on or off the field, uh, in regards to pro athletes, specifically NFL players. So we have a blast this past week. The Chiefs had a blast on this last Sunday. They sure did. Went up to Foxborough, did something that basically no other team has done in a long time. And just to kind of recap it, uh, I believe two straight losses to the Patriots hasn't happened since 2002 uh losing in foxborough and denver hasn't happened in several years uh and we were able to accomplish that big feat with all the odds against us uh the chiefs went out there and patrick mahomes outdueled uh the great tom brady and got the w man yeah i mean they came out and they played very well i mean this team is taking advantage of the patriots inability to protect their quarterback yeah 
I mean, you know, that that's just that's just what it is. They don't have they don't have the right personnel out there to protect this guy. They're not giving him enough time. His receivers are not getting open, so it, it, it makes him have to hold on to the ball a little bit longer than he's used to, than he wants to. And, you know, they were able to tee off on him, and you could tell that he was frustrated. They did their job. You know, you, you want to see that guy frustrated. You want to see him, you know, yelling and walking around and, and, and being yeah. being a little bit upset on the, on the sideline. Well, you just it just shows you how valuable Rob Gronkowski was to this team, that he, he was the security blanket for yeah. several years for Tom Brady, even if he didn't play a full season and he was injured in some games, they were able to manage through that. But when push came to shove and they needed to hit a, a player down the field or get a key first down or extend a drive or even a touchdown, mm -hmm. they had the big boy out there. And now they're showing that the benefits can't be reaped the same way. And, and he doesn't have any confidence in anybody else. And to be quite honest, no other guy has really garnered the confidence of Tom Brady besides Julian Edelman and James White out of the backfield. They have two guys and their entire offense that they seem like they're willing to go to in crunch time and believe that they can make a play while the rest of the guys, they're just hoping and crossing their fingers. And But I will say this about our defense, and I know you saw this as well. Mm -hmm. I thought, even in a loss versus the Green Bay Packers, this game with a win were two times, not the only two times, but two times that really stood out that I thought we put our foot on the gas pedal defensively, and we said... If you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us by beating our best at what we're doing. So yeah. we're going to come at you. We're not disguising it. Man-to-man, -man, blitz. We're going to get in your face. We're going to make you throw the ball. We're going to disrupt you in the pocket, yeah. hit you, talk trash. The, my, I tweeted out in the last game, my, by far the favorite moment of that game was Chris Jones talking trash to Tom Brady. Face-to-face, oh, yeah. -face, we're here. You better believe it. Yeah, you're great, but we're taking this right now. And you know, you got to have that attitude. Some people always knock um, trash talk. I love, we've talked about this on the show. I love trash talking. Mm -hmm. I've always trash talk because there's a part of it that is almost as gratifying as winning, as yeah. the scoreboard being in your favor at the end is to know that I told you I was going to do this. Yeah. You and, know? And then you, and then you also want to get into your opponent's heads. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the perfect way and the easiest way to get into their heads is to tell them what you're going to do, how bad they're doing what they're supposed mm -hmm. to be doing, and then how, how the rest of the game is going to go. I mean, that it's always been that way. I used to hate guys that always talk trash, but then I would just go ahead and give them a nice little hit underneath the chin. Yep. You know, no no harm, no foul. A little love tap? No, yeah, a little love tap, man. But <laughs> it, it was amazing to see this team come out, this specifically this defense to come out and play the way they did. They basically, they forced the Patriots to play to that tempo. Yeah. Normally teams, they get so far behind when it comes to playing the Patriots, you have to catch up to the tempo that the Patriots has, has already set. But to establish that dominance, to establish that tempo, and to do the things that you were able to do as far as get the pressure on, on Brady and to limit them from doing what they want to do out there offensively, I mean, it, it, it was beautiful. And it's something that you hope, you know, this team continue to do, you know, especially being in December heading into the playoffs. Yeah, and, and my tweet was, sometimes you got to be willing to stand in the face of greatness and say, I'm here, we're here. And being scared to poke the bear, everybody always talks about poking the bear, don't poke the bear. Mm -hmm. Being scared to poke the bear is only for those who really don't want to hunt. If you don't want to hunt, don't poke the bear. Right. But if you're really about that life and you want to go hunt, poke all the bears you want. And that's what they did with Tom Brady. During the game, we're telling you what we're about to do, yeah. and they got it done at the end. And, you know, I thought it was a great win. I think it was great for confidence. Uh, sometimes games, the wins are just for confidence for later 
uh, to be determined. We may play them in January, yep. and to know that you already beat them and you beat them the way you wanted to beat them, not the way that they just gave a game up and stumbled into a loss. Uh, one big aspect of that game, obviously, was Patrick Mahomes and the injury. Yeah. Um, uh, it's good to hear today that he's feeling better. His hand is feeling better. He said specifically he's been able to grip the ball today better than he has all week, and he feels uh, real close to normal, if not 100%. So I think a lot of Chiefs fans out there were a little concerned when you see him holding his hand after every throw. Uh, the game last week, I thought he dialed it back, pulled his foot off the gas pedal a little bit mm -hmm. uh, because he couldn't make the throws downfield, maybe didn't feel comfortable taking the chances. Uh, but I think that's one of my keys this week is that they take some chances downfield, try to take the top off a of defense. So hopefully that hand is much better uh, and and able and allowing him to to do what we saw him do in great fashion in 2018. So the phone lines are open, 913-576-7610. And text line, you may have some questions for our special guest that will be coming up soon. The text line is 69306. So call us, text us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. There's a lot going on with this Chiefs team and around the NFL, and we're going to tackle it as well. So, Joe, uh, your your uh, your position on this defense and, and where this team is right now, are they right in the place where they need to be with three games left, uh, two of those being home? I think so, man. I think they, they really are in the place that they want to be, where they need to be. Um, they've consistently gotten better over the last three or four weeks. you know. And, and I'm looking at it from a defensive uh, standpoint. On defense, they play so much better than they've played, you know, the first half of the season uh, so far uh, in, in this quarter. So, um, you know, these guys are doing everything that they need to do. They, they're, they're going out there. They're getting pressure on the quarterback. I mean, they're limiting the, the, the rushing yards. You know, they're not really giving up 200 yards like they have been. But, you know, they're starting to cut into that, and they're starting to play more aggressive more and just more just complete football. And they're taking the ball away, and they're, they're a prime pleasure, pressure too. So, I mean, it's just – it's something that, that you enjoy seeing. You yeah. enjoy watching the all defense go out there. Yeah, defense man. Too. Yeah, and, and they're all into it too. You know, yeah. and everybody's together. Excited. Everybody's cheering, excited about, you know, guys making plays. So, I mean, that's what you want to see from your defense, and that's what you want to see from your team. I mean, let's face it. The Patriots, the mighty Patriots, although they're not mighty as mighty Patriots. as they have been in the past, they had to resort to a trick play to get their touchdown on, on the field. Um, that tells you a lot. Now, that's happened a couple of times this year for, for the Patriots. Mm -hmm. They've had to go the unconventional route to try to manufacture points on the board against uh, teams, playoff teams. I mean, they lost to the Ravens, they lost to the Texans, and they lost to us, three teams that are uh, pretty much in the hunt for or already secured yeah. a playoff spot. So hopefully the business can happen this week where the Chiefs get the job done here and the Patriots – playing against the Bills, can lose, that might open up the door for us to be able to get Another into that two team. slot, get into the number two slot, have a bye, yeah. and uh, and then see how things unfold from there. So I'm sure that's on the minds of the players, but there's a team coming in that they're going to play spoilers. Yeah. That's all they got. Mm -hmm. I mean, they got eight losses. I mean, I guess mathematically there's still a chance, depending on how things unfold across the NFL. But uh, in the back of their minds, we've both been in that role of a spoiler. And they're going to come in with that kind of attitude with a chip on their shoulder. They're playing much better. And uh, they're looking to spoil things for us. Yeah, they, they basically have nothing to lose right now. You know, they, they just want to come out there, play ball, 
and do anything they possibly can to, to throw you off your rhythm and to take you out of position where, you know, you can secure that home field advantage and, you know, just being able to stay at home that first week. So, you know, they're, they're thinking about these things. They're talking about this yeah. for sure. I mean, you know, of course, they're having the, the normal, all right, we want to come out, we want to play well, we want to play our best football, but we also want to spoil what they have going on because they can see the Chiefs over the last few weeks have been playing, you know, great football, great team football. Yeah, we got a call in right now from Brian in KC. Let's hear what Brian, Brian wants the opinion, our opinion on ex-NFL players as we, we're watching the tube right here in studio. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're talking about 10 players being indicted on fraud. And a couple of those guys on that list were actually former Chiefs, a couple of my former teammates. What's going on, Brian? Yeah, I was just wondering your opinion on it because it, it takes that fund. It takes away money from, you would think, a, like a brother in arms, right? Yeah. And uh, just wondered if, if you had ever heard anything uh, about that going on ever in the past and, and what you think about these guys, if, if it is true. Great I'll question. Obviously, it's a, a hot topic this week. I say as of today, this topic and the whole Michael Vick thing, which we'll tackle later in the show and give our opinions on are the hot topics in the NFL yeah. off the field. And my opinion is this. They're idiots. They're, it's ridiculous that they would try to scam a system and scam a fund that is designed to be there for all of their brotherhood, all mm-hmm. of their uh, fraternity, uh, for people that really need it. Um, there have been some questions. I remember Deion Sanders talking in the past about guys faking injuries and, and, and trying to get, you know, with the CTE and everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, I think it's ridiculous. I'm ashamed of them. Uh, and I think uh, they've done a huge disservice to the perception of former players, to the needs of former players. And it's a sad deal because now it becomes a national story because they tried to skate uh, the system for thousands of dollars um, to get over. I and, think it said millions. Yeah. Mil- well, millions, but thousands but per, that, per, per person yeah. or per issue, per system. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you know what? I think there's two sides to every story. And I'm not sitting here telling you um, that – you know, what What I've read, like, I'm not ashamed of. I'm definitely ashamed of it, of it because of the way that it's put out there. Yeah. But then again, you got to think about the the full picture because the, the, the media, they want you to see what they want you to see, right? They're going to put the worst so things to see out how there. Everything unfolds, yeah, yeah, so, it, I mean, it's best to wait to, wait to see how everything unfolds because I know, you know, with me being a former player, I want to get my post-game benefits too. Yeah. Like, I want to get everything that I worked so hard and I beat my body up to get. And I'm not sure exactly how you can scam a system that they have money sitting there for you as a former player if you need it. And, you know, the only way – like, I can't think of a way where you can scam the system. Like, all you can do is take care of yourself and allow them to take care of you on the back end as well. So, like I said before, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's, it's right, or right, wrong, or anything like that. I want to I hear the full picture. Yeah. I want to hear the full story. So. But of what we know now, yeah. it sounds real bad. It sounds it bad. Sounds, it sounds terrible. equipment. You yeah. know, faking invoices type of deals or cryotherapy chambers, yeah. oxygen ta- uh, tanks, and so on, and then pocketing the money. That's what it sounds on the surface right now. So, like you, I agree. I'm I'm waiting to see uh, how it all unfolds after. Yeah, I'm just hoping that it doesn't, you know, basically take away from, you know, the future former yeah. players. 
and then and making it harder for them to get their benefits as well. And, and unfortunately, just like everything, just like our, our health care system, just like Social Security, just like everything, there's always going to be that faction of people that get over yep. welfare, what have you. But that should not, like you're saying, should not shine a, a bad light on the people that actually really need it and actually utilize it in the right ways. And unfortunately, sometimes things get tainted. Yeah, you know? true. So, hey, we're going to come back. Second quarter of the show, we got a special special guests, not just a special guest. We got special guests. There's a guy coming back to town, formerly Summit quarterback. Yeah. Not just a quarterback, a great athlete, one of the greatest to come out of Lee Summit, I believe. Mizzou quarterback, and now he's quarterbacking the hated Denver, Denver Broncos. Broncos. A conflict has to be going on in the lock house. Has and to. we're going to actually talk to – the queen of the house, Laura Locke, and the king, Andy Locke, coming up next. And we're back. Players only. Second quarter of the show. Joe Mays is here yes. in the building. I am Danon Hughes. And on the text line from the 620, let's talk about how the Patriots are cheating again. We're going to actually <laughs> talk about that in the third segment under misconceptions and then add a little juice with the Mike Vick situation and the Pats cheating. But just to kind of wrap it up, they're cheaters. They don't know how to get out of their own way. Unfortunately, I, I'm a, I would believe that the cheating did not really help them a huge amount in the long run. But unfortunately, their great legacy will always be tainted yeah. by these situations. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And you know what not to do in that organization, yet you still toe the line. I mean, look, you know, it's certain things that I'm sure that they've done you know, yep. up until this point that no one has seen. So it's, it, I'm, it's, there's been a lot of things that's been under under the radar that, that no one has seen, no one's brought attention to, and it just so happened they gotten caught. I mean, you know, the thing is, if you get caught, you got to own up to it. And for them to, to, you know, say that they do it unknowingly, I feel like it's a wah, bunch of crock, and it's supposed wah. to th – that's something that they're supposed <laughs> to say when you get caught. Yes. I think owning up to Death it, you would be much better for it. Yeah, Nobody's man. believing that. From the 816 – Apropos as it is, as a former player, what does a game like this for Drew Locke mean and to do with getting to come home? Well, <laughs> yeah, perfect okay. timing because on the line we have the king and queen of the house, Laura. I have to name Laura first. Laura yeah, of course. and then Andy Locke. Laura and Andy, how y'all doing? David, you're always her favorite, man. I understand why now. <laughs> Hi, Damon. Hey, great to have you all on. And uh, obviously, this is a great week, probably an emotional week for you all. Uh, just talk about you guys' position. I'm obviously, you know, we go way back. My kids played with Drew and Claire, and, and my kids work at all the great restaurants that the Locks have here in Kansas City. If you are out there looking for some really, really good food, man, Summit Grill. Uh, Lakewood Local, the Pearl. Pearl, oh my God! That they're phenomenal the all around the yeah. city. So make sure all you fans out there go out there and check it out. But from a parent's perspective, tell me about this week and how things are un un unfolding. Well, first of all, Ben, you're, you're too kind, man. Your kids are awesome and happy birthday, Torin. Yeah, oh, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So anyway. Um, yeah, it's been a week, man. It feels like the week's been about thirty days long already. Yeah, and it's uh, it's just they're just it's just such a different week, and there's so much going on. There's so much 
hype around it, and it's even kind of more hyped up because we're here and, and Drew and, and the Broncos are out there, so we're kind of taking the brunt of it right now, you know, the brunt of all the questions and the media and the TV. And it's, you know, it's, it's exciting. We appreciate it. It's just, it's just a lot to, lot to deal with, and it's a big stage, and, uh, but it's exciting, and we're really, really excited for Sunday. But it's a tall order, man. Yeah. Have you had to deal with any trash talking? No, you know we—that's a good question. We, we have, you know, actually we have a little bit, a little bit, and part of it came from some family. So, yeah. <laughs> ah, so a house divided, a yeah. family divided, like the the blood has flown in their in their Absolutely. system, in their veins as Chiefs fans for so many years. Yep. And now they're conflicted. That's what you're saying. Let me tell you something. That just shows how deep the red and gold runs <laughs> in this city. And hey. Much respect for that because you can't you can't fabricate that kind of stuff, man. You can't make it up. I mean, that, those are true, deep rooted uh, fans and, and feelings. And it was, uh, yeah. So it's, but it's interesting, man. And it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So a little bit of trash talk to this point, but I, I, I would assume there'll be a, a good bit more on Sunday. But it's all in fun. So a couple of years ago, obviously the Chiefs draft Patrick Mahomes. No one knew what he would be. Uh, and then he took over the helm last year. In the back of you guys' mind, when Drew's a junior getting crazy accolades in the SEC, doing amazing work for Mizzou as a junior, as a sophomore, junior, and then obviously as a senior, was there some aspect of disappointment for you all knowing, dang, they got Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be the quarterback, Drew's supposed to be a top, top pick, and now the Chiefs are not definitely not going to be in the mix to get him. You know, I didn't start start watching the NFL draft until Drew was probably a sophomore in college. And then that year that they drafted Patrick Mahomes, Andy and I looked at each other and go, you know, like, oh my gosh, do you think Drew's watching? I mean, we'll, we'll wait for his call. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And uh, Drew will tell you he knows exactly where he was and what he was doing the day the Kansas City Chiefs drafted Patrick Mahomes. That, and, he, and, you know, and he said at that point, he goes, well, time to move on. Yeah. <laughs> And I had the pleasure. You guys invited me into the inner circle during the draft this past year. Uh, to some respect, a bittersweet moment, I would assume, because of the higher expectations. Tom Condon did an outstanding job, his team, in uh, representing Drew. But teams were passing on him. And then subsequently the second day, and he got picked by the Broncos. How about the, the wave of emotions in him, in one hand, obviously being able to fulfill his dream, but going through such turbulence along the way. Yeah, that was the biggest roller coaster ride I think I know Andy and I have ever been on. And, and Drew um, held his emotions pretty well that first day and, yeah. the second, and that night. But that was intense. That was extremely intense. I think, um, you know, everything works out the way it's supposed to, and we will put our faith in that and hope that the decisions that were being made are, you know, the right ones. And then I'll add something to that, man. I, I think it's just such an honor to play in the NFL. Yeah. It really is, man. And the fact that you, you you go and you get to be there on the on the carpet there that night and be a part of it. And yeah, you, you don't get drafted. But, man, what an honor to play in that league. And really, the, the farther you get away from drafting, I think probably the majority of people that are in this scenario or, or, or most would tell you that um, it matters less and less the farther you get away from draft day. 
And it does, it doesn't really matter yeah. where you draft. I mean, you got you got to be a good player. You got to play well, and and everything else will take care of itself. So that night, it felt like the the world was ending. But you know, the next day was awesome, and and you know, you got to go to Denver, a, a good you know stable organization. So it, yeah, it's a uh, you know, the farther we get away from it, the more we realize how important it is that you just play well and let everything else take care of itself. And I'm sure you guys probably feel the same way. Absolutely. Hey, how's Drew doing mentally? You know, to go from, you know, a guy that was drafted in the second round, um, you know, he's, he starts to come in and, and maybe, put, you know, provide a spark for this, this different team. Um, how is it that, you know, he goes pretty much most of the season without playing, without even suiting up, to now being the man, being the guy, leading his team to two wins, while also coming home and playing in front of, you know, family and friends? What's, what's his mentality like right now? How's he doing? And I'm going to add to that before you all answer – to just go through his evolution because in some respect yeah. you can look back now and it almost benefits him. I, I would wonder if you guys believe that it benefited him to be injured and to sit on the outside and then assume this role now as, a, as opposed to possibly being thrown to the Wolves mm-hmm. earlier this season when they lost faith in Joe Flacco. Doesn't that, doesn't that here, and Joe, you guys are right on top of that, man, because you see so many guys – that are, you know, play before they're ready. or when I'm not sure if Drew would have been ready or not. But I will, to your point, Dana, I will say that I do feel like the last eight weeks kind of let him take a step back and reset and get healthy, not not only physically but mentally. Because, you know, they always talk about the kids that come out of college and they go through the combine, the draft process and stuff, and they, they literally haven't had any time off from football. And not that Drew had time off, but there was kind of some reset time in there where he yeah. could – Take a step back and learn and kind of go work out on his own and do things. So I, I would tell you that as we sit here today, um, I think he's in a lot better place than maybe he would have been if if they didn't have Flacco or if he had to start playing a little earlier. I don't I don't know that for a fact, but that's a little bit of a of a gut feel from yeah. a father. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a great question, and I think you're right, Danny. Yeah, I'm sure it's it makes for a great story. I mean, you know, from the draft to what he has accomplished to being able to to play in his home state. You and I, you and I have had many conversations about the recruiting process, even from when he was in high school. And you know, he was a great basketball player, holds basketball records up there that'll probably never be broken, at least some at high school. And just you guys as parents, do you guys sit back, or have you taken time to sit back and just reflect? on the the ride like you're talking about you know playing for the you know lee summit tigers and going back to youth and then the evolution and then seeing the fruits of all the labors and the travel and the aau and and the nike camps and all this stuff have you guys taken time although he still has a large future ahead of him taking time to kind of reflect I think that Andy kind of alluded to the fact that we haven't really had a, a downtime or a break or where there wasn't something big coming up since he basically stepped on the field his freshman year in college. Yeah. Um, so this spring, um, you know, as soon as Drew is actually uh, done in, in January, I hope that we all as a family can sit back and, and do exactly what you are talking about, reflect on all of that and, and think about where we've been and the times we've had and then basically where we're going in the future that hopefully um, he can create for himself. So to say that we've gone back, 
other than pulling pictures for CBS and doing crazy things like that, we really haven't had time to reflect <laughs> on anything except for what's happening tomorrow. That's awesome. Awesome. And now, so this week, we got the game coming up Sunday. You guys have, I'm sure, a whole bunch of family that will be in town. Are we going to have, like, Drew Locke number three jerseys over hidden Chiefs T-shirts underneath underneath uh, uh, Denver Bronco, like three layers of yeah. shirts to hide <laughs> their allegiance to Drew or the Chiefs? You know, I think there's going to be plenty of family members that if they see us come around the corner are going to jerk off the red and gold and stand there in the orange and then put it back on and go sit in their seat somewhere else. Um, you know, it's funny because I, I always have people come up to me and I'll, I, you know, wear my Bronco stuff around um, town occasionally. They're like, well, what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, what do you think all the other NFL moms of these quarterbacks do when they go back home? Do yeah. you think they wear their team stuff, or what do you think they do? That's true. That's <laughs> a great. Broncos on all seven layers. <laughs> and that's how it's supposed to be. I mean, yeah, yeah you can have an allegiance to a team all your life, your young life, but then when things become real and personal, <laughs> when your kid is actually yeah. playing against another team. It's not that hard of a change, I can imagine. Yeah, and the moment you start wearing Chiefs gear, you're going to have people out there taking oh, pictures. Yeah. Oh, oh, his mom doesn't want him being in Denver. He wants him to come home. Yeah. They, then they, they're creating all these different stories for you. So, no, you go ahead Stick and you represent. Guns. Stick to your guns. Represent your son. Represent the Denver Broncos <laughs> to the fullest. And I know you have yeah. gotten to be proud of him, especially with everything that he's done uh, so far on his journey. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Well, it's been awesome. We're getting people on the text line. Coach Chili said to say hi from the 816. Coach Chili, uh, tell him hi. Yep, there's, there's a lot of support. Uh, I think this is the first time that I can remember that there's an opposing player, not just a, 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 never mind a quarterback, but an opposing player that's coming into town for a rival yeah. team. Yeah. And still, there's much love that's out there for him. I think for, for me, I'm a Chiefs fan, former Chief. You guys know it. I'd love for this game to be 45-38. Drew throws for four touchdowns and 350 yards. You know, now, obviously, I would like – you guys know I would like the Chiefs to win. But course, I would love sure, to see Drew do really well. And if you put a poll around Arrowhead Stadium on Sunday, I'd bet more than half would probably agree with me. And that's oh, yeah. a testament – not just to you guys as parents, but to also the young man that you guys raised. So congratulations on that. Yeah, thanks, Dana. You know, and you want to kind of flipping this thing around a little bit. Um, you know, the, Coach Reed and the Chiefs organization, those guys are, man, man they're, they're the, the creme de la creme. Those guys, I, I've got the, the utmost respect for that organization and him and all the work he puts in and how talented those guys are and how they, you know, I think, I think the Chiefs, the last three or four games have kind of become a, a complimentary type football team that that really play, you know, both sides of the ball are, are, are playing pretty well for each other, and I think that's a tough team to beat. So, anyway, I think a lot of those guys and, uh, you know, kind of feel the same way. It, and the community's been unbelievable. Well, awesome, man. Well, I know it's going to be a special weekend, an emotional weekend. Yeah. Uh, it'll be emotional for me just to be able to see a kid that I've known since he was six years old go out there and fulfill his dream against his uh, former love of the NFL and the Chiefs. So proud of Drew, proud of you guys. Uh, look forward uh, to, to seeing him on display this Sunday. And prior to that, you can best believe that I will be getting some chicken fried chicken 
from Summit Grill. Yeah, he's gone, man. <laughs> you know that's my go-to, Andy. You know that's my go-to. I can't. I, I feel like I'm cheating on somebody if I go away from it. Even though you guys got some good pot roast and fish and other stuff. Yeah, we gotta go chicken to Pearl. Chicken fried chicken. Pearl. I'm not a seafood guy, but I do eat the steak there. Yeah. So yeah, Pearl Tavern, Andy Locke, Laura Locke. Thank you all so much for coming in and. It was a true blessing, and uh, and congratulations on everything that's happening in you guys' life, and with Claire as well, and uh, good luck to Drew. My pleasure, guys. Thank you for having us on. No problem. All right, when we come back, we're going to get into third quarter. It's halftime now. We're going to talk about some misconceptions and tackle the Mike Vick situation and add maybe a little add-on to the Patriots cheating and how a smile a big smiles on our face because of that. Yes. Half time's over. Got our tohi. Got our little bit of rest. If we were back in the day with Len Dawson, we smoke a cigarette. Yep. Then we go back out on the field. Yep, that's true. That's how they used to do it. No I'm- cigarettes in here though. From the text line three one six. I'm a lifelong Chiefs fan, but recent KC transplant. Drew's legend seems unanimously warranted. Yep. Yeah, it's still the book is still being written, but it's a great story so far for an amazing, amazing kid and family. From the nine one three, he got good luck, but I personally hope he has a convo <laughs> with Stone Cold Chris Jones. <laughs> so he wants him to have luck, but not that much luck, and he wants him to meet face to face. With Chris Jones. And Drew has some moxie, too. Drew, Drew will be talking some trash out there. Just oh, like, yeah. Just like Tom Brady did. So oh, yeah. it's going to be fun. He's not a rookie in, his, in how he approaches the game, which right. is impressive to me. He doesn't look like the game's too big for him. It doesn't look like his eyes are too wide. He's out there. He's doing the, the Buzz Lightyear. Uh, he was, I think it was Buzz Lightyear kind of touchdown celebration mm-hmm. where he was zapping people uh, last week. So... No, that's that's his style. He's got a style to the game. Yeah, I think, and that's the type of quarterback that they're going to need. You know, uh, Denver. They're going to need a guy that is confident in what he do and and can talk a little bit of trash while also going out there and backing it up. So, um, I think he's in a good place, good position to be, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how he how he's going to play this weekend. But uh, yeah, back to the text line though. So I'm looking at a couple of these texts, and and one got me really, and and <laughs> it's it's from Selena at seven eight five. She said, I got to ask, why you guys only get an hour here on 610? You guys are great. I mean, Selena should be our agent. Yeah, I think so. Let's I think, hire her. I think we need to have Selena on, on, on the show one day or even on the call line to ask this type of question so that everyone get a chance to hear it. <laughs> text it in every week. So yeah, we text it in every single week so they can see that you are definitely representing us. We want to give the people what they want. Absolutely, and we represent you guys too. So thank you for, thank you very much for and that. If, and, and if the it. Chiefs go to the Super Bowl, we're going to barricade the door. Yeah. And we're going to be locked up in here. Yep. Julio is going to be producing it. Julio. We're not going to let him out of the building. Yeah. We're going to be on here all night. Spec, you're not going to be able to handle us. No. We're going to be obnoxious just like we would be on the field yep. with a Super Bowl run. So, yes. Yeah. We appreciate you, Selena. Uh, one one more text. 785, did you guys ever talk to Neil Smith after he got traded to Denver? How was it for him? I've talked to him. Uh, Neil is a, a, a great ex-teammate of mine, a great former teammate of mine. I see him around. He does a lot with Third and Long Foundation, taking it over for Derek Thomas after his passing. Um, very little conversation about the Denver Broncos and his change <laughs> because they won two Super Bowls. Yeah. And, you know, I, we didn't really want him to rub that in our face. 
Uh, so, yeah, he told us a little bit about some of how the practices were and so on and so forth. But we didn't really get deep into it because I could care less about their Super Bowl runs. Yeah, I don't think anybody can 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 really cares about what's going on out there in Denver, <laughs> especially if you're from KC. We love KC. Neil. Yeah, of course, man. We love Neil. Doggone it. Yeah. Should have got one with us. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, hey, this third quarter, we always tackle misconceptions that are going on around the league or just go on in the football life. And, Joe, I don't know if there's any – in the past, for anybody that's just tuning in, in the past we've talked about – Tickets and players and money and family and entourages and the business side and getting fined and how that fining system works and some of the misconceptions that are out there uh, that the general public has no clue about uh, that's really real on the field. And I'm sure even Andy Locke and Laura Locke probably could have told us a few stories just in Drew's short stint Mm -hmm. so far in the NFL about what they may have thought beforehand and what they know now. So it's a lot go- that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, oh, absolutely, man. I think one mis- misconception for me, and I, I might have mentioned it before, but it's very important that I, that I continue to hit this on the head. Players are dirty, especially defensive players. Yeah. I think there's a huge misconception there because it's, you know, you see these guys week in, week out with the game slowed down with them rewinding and showing these plays in, in slow, slow motion. motion. Or still frame. It's still frame. Doesn't give it justice. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really do it justice. It's kinda hard to, you know, aim your head or your shoulder towards a certain part of the body. You're not supposed to aim your head at all. But I mean, it happens. Your you know, head those is are, connected to your shoulder. Your yeah. neck that's connected to your shoulders, exactly. and it's only about eight to ten inches between the two. It's yeah. gonna happen. It's gonna happen, and it's kind of hard for you know us as defensive players to you know you know exactly what's going on because as we're moving full speed, we don't know what that guy's gonna do. All we're thinking about is tackling him, getting him down to the ground, getting off the field. And if he just so happened duck his head, it changes the trajectory. And if I were to try to change where I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hurt myself. Yeah. Or if I try to change what I'm going to do, I'm going to allow him to get a first down. So now I'm on the field a little bit longer, and I'm not able to get off the field and go to the sideline and have a drink of water or Gatorade. So it's just one of or the things. Or Tohi. Or Tohi. <laughs> I think that should be on the sideline too because it's delicious. My son love it. Um, but I think that, you know, with the media, they put they put people out there, you know, to look dirty or to look like a certain type of player when really – it's kind of hard to, you know, change what you're going to do when the bullets are flying as fast as they are. And the game is so fast. Very fast. So fast. Yeah. You see it on TV and it looks like it's just like watching Garrett Cole throw a fastball. He's throwing at 98. People still think that they could stand up there and hit it no. because the camera is 100 yards away from the pitcher mm-hmm. and it doesn't look as fast as it really is. It's faster when you get up in the box. It's faster when you get on the field and things just happen. So that's one misconception. We, we don't have a whole bunch of time, but I know – you know, people talk to me about easy classes in college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and here's the one thing I will say. There are classes in every school, Division One, Division Three, NAIA, whatever, that are not as challenging as other classes. Yeah. I've taken some classes that have not been very challenging because they filled, they fulfilled a actual need. Like, you have to fill these core courses. Mm-hmm. And most times, if it's a core course that has nothing to do with my major, I'm not going to take the most difficult one you take one that's less challenging and i will say this about easy classes athletes get a bad rap there is never a class that i had at the university of iowa as easy or as tough as they were where the athletes were more than 10 percent of the class i'm talking about most of them were less than five percent yeah the supposed easiest classes that could be 
I was one of maybe two other athletes that was in the entire class. So the perception of general public that pulls athletes into this so-called easy class, easy schedule thing, they don't make classes at universities that are just for athletes. And nine times out of 10, 98% of the people that are in those classes are actual students yes. that are paying to go to school and taking these same classes. So stop with the whole easy class junk that ta that taps on to athletes because you students you know you were in the same classes mm -hmm. with those guys when we come net when we come back go to the fourth quarter we're going to talk about the upcoming game a little bit more about the chiefs and broncos we're in the fourth quarter welcome back everybody we are in the fourth quarter almost in, almost end of the game and we are winning so far so let's hit this text <laughs> line winning. we're always winning baby there's no way we can lose <laughs> let's hit this text line uh from from my man from 816 my company used to occupy the office your spy is currently in. Leia Center. He is talking about the Leia Center, yes, on 601 Walnut. And that's from my man Joe G in K to the C, the place to be. Appreciate you reaching out to us on the text line. Uh, absolutely. Yes, 913, sir. we love players only. Well, we love you right back. Continued uh, love and support. We appreciate it. So there's a big game this week, Joe. It is. Another big game. I don't know if there's ever not a big game, but this is a big game. This yep. is the next one up. The Chiefs against the hated Broncos. Yeah. We got a chance to talk to Laura and Andy Locke, and we got their perspective uh, for their star quarterback that's going to make his first start here in Arrowhead. Uh, what they believe and many believe will be many uh, starts that will be here for years to come. But uh, the Broncos, coming off of two wins, they look good. Yeah. I mean, they look good. You know, they look, they look much better than they have, you know, all season long. And, I think, you know, with Drew Locke being a young guy, he brought a little spark to this team. Not only to the offense, but the defense are going they're going out there and they're playing pretty pretty well too. So um I think they're gonna come in, you know, they 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 wanna play well, you know, yeah. they wanna continue to play well. They wanna finish this year off right and they wanna do right by the head coach out there. So um they they're gonna come in, they're gonna play well. I yeah. I, I feel like they are, but our team, the way that we've responded the last few weeks with, you know, playing just consistent, balanced football. I don't think they're going to have a chance, though. Well, it was September 17, 2015. That's the last time that the Broncos beat the Chiefs. Wow. That was a Super Bowl year, and since then we've reeled off eight straight eight. in this series. So I like the Chiefs' chances. The Broncos are playing much better as of late. My keys to the game, I do a pregame show on KCTV5, do some shows on Spectrum Sports during the week, some radio segments here with Fesco and the guys. They got to jump ahead of Drew. Yes. Drew, Drew has done an outstanding job when his team, his defense, and he on offense have been able to get ahead of teams these mm -hmm. last couple of weeks, keep their foot on the gas pedal. They were able to cruise through a win after getting up, what, 38-3, I believe it was, or 30-3 yeah. uh, early in that game. So we can't allow that. Right. We have to, just like I would say for any other quarterback coming in, if we can force them to try to play up to Patrick Mahomes, instead of the game playing even, mm -hmm. we got a much better chance of winning. And you look back, Ryan Tannehill, we allowed him to play even yeah. with Patrick Mahomes. Um, when they lost to the Colts, when they lost to um, uh, the Texans, we allowed those guys to play even. Yeah. When we've gone up and allowed people to have to play catch-up, we usually fare much better. Yeah. So um, that's one. Don't be tricked. Last couple of weeks – or last game specifically, we've seen some trick plays against an over-aggressive defense. So we have to be fundamentally sound, disciplined on defense to not allow any trick plays, flea flickers. Drew has a, a gun 
probably almost as strong, if not as strong, as Patrick Mahomes. Yep. So I could see them trying to run some kind of flea flicker to take the top off of defense and get a big play with Cortland Sutton down the sideline or something like that. Yep. Can't be tricked. And conversely, which, which is a taboo thing that I've seen as of late, Patrick Mahomes and game manager in the same sentence. He's managed these last three games, one because of the hand injury, one, I believe, because of the terrain in, in Mexico and Tyreek Hill going out, that he hasn't taken chances downfield. Mm-hmm. Last week, there were several times that Tyreek was wide open on one side of the field, and he took intermediate and other routes on the outside, and I think they need to get back to taking some home run cuts and not playing it too safe. Yeah. Uh, it's one thing to play to win, and it's another thing to play not to lose. And I think in some aspects you can make an argument that these last couple of games, well, not the Raider game because that was already that was over before they came out of the tunnel. <laughs> but this last game, they, there was aspects of the game that I thought they were playing not to lose, trying not to make a mistake, trying not to give any momentum or any uh, added uh, aspect of the game to the, to the Patriots on their field. That's not our thing. I'm we're not going to do that. I see it different. You know, I, I think uh, it, it allowed the offense to kind of take a step back and not necessarily worry about going out there and throwing for 400 yards. They allowed mm. the defense to come out and put some pressure on We're Brady. We're just not used to and that the, around here. And the frustrating. See, see, people are not used to the defense Leaning coming on out. The defense. Yeah, and, and being able to lean on the defense. And I feel like, you know, with the last few weeks, that that's what our defense been. They, they've they've allowed you to do that. So yeah. everybody relax. I mean, the offense is going to be a okay. Allow this defense to go out there and and be the ones that lead this team to victory and to a Super Bowl. All right, that's Joe Mays. I'm Danon Hughes. We got Julio, the producer, Julio. the leader. Ho ho! <laughs> and we are we'll be back next week. Players only again. Hopefully after another Chiefs win, we want to thank again Laura and Andy Locke yes. for calling in. Hopefully we'll have a guest next week. We can chop it up after another victory. Every Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m., that's Players Only. This is Players Only. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.